and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know what? (laughs) I genuinely don't know if that's ever going to get old. As I said on yesterday's episode, I am your new host, Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. I hope all of you are having a pleasant Friday so far, and I hope you all have a relaxing weekend ahead of you. But before that, we're going to focus a little bit less on football today, and we're going to talk more about men's basketball, how their season went, some of the players that declared for the draft, and some players that transferred, or entered the transfer portal, I should say, and then we'll get back to some more Pro Day interviews to end the show. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. The Florida Gators basketball team had a bit of a roller coaster year during the 2020-2021 season. They finished it all with a 15-10 and record after being the 7th seed in the March Madness tournament after being bounced in the third round of the SEC tournament against Tennessee. Unfortunately, early in the year, star forward Keontae Johnson collapsed in his fourth game of the season and wouldn't be cleared to return for the remainder of the year. In his absence, we did see big man Colin Castleton take his game to the next level and become a viable number two option in this offense. Guard Trey Mann also made huge strides from his freshman year to his sophomore year, and he became the focal point of this Florida Gators offense. You had role players and other starters like Tyree Appleby, Noah Locke, Anthony Derugia, and Omar Payne were all complementary pieces that contributed not just scoring-wise, but with playmaking, rebounding, defense, and just straight hustle. Now, backtracking real quick to Keontae Johnson, his future is still very unclear as to whether he'll ever be cleared to play by the Florida Gators staff again. Uh, he collapsed in the fourth game of the season against Florida State, No reason was ever really given to us as to why. It's still listed as an undisclosed injury, but we're hoping that whether or not he's on the roster next season, he can fully recover. And I say whether or not he's on the roster because I have seen rumors of him possibly even declaring for the draft. I've seen rumors of him maybe transferring if he doesn't get cleared from Florida. But again, whether or not he's here... I do sincerely hope that he can make a full recovery. Back to the on-court action. Uh, Following the SEC tournament loss to Tennessee, the Gators got listed as a 7 seed on Selection Sunday, and they got matched up with the Virginia Tech Hokies in the round of 64. Uh, The Gators and Hokies were the first game of the round of 64, so they kicked off the entire March Madness tournament. And the Gators walked away victorious following an overtime thriller. Unfortunately, after that, uh, the Gators lost to Cinderella Story, Oral Roberts University, who took down the Ohio State Buckeyes in the round of 64. During the March Madness tournament, Trey Mann and Colin Castleton completely stole the show for the Gators in their very brief appearance in the tournament. Mann and Castleton combined for 33 points per game 
and 17 rebounds per game during the tournament. Castleton also had a double-double in both games, and he recorded exactly three blocks in each of those games. Following the season, the Gators then had three players declare for the NBA draft in Trey Mann, Colin Castleton, and Scotty Lewis. But we'll talk to them we'll talk about them a little bit later. Before we get there, we're going to talk about some of the players that entered the transfer portal. The Florida Gators were just very unlucky in the sense that they had four players enter the transfer portal. I already mentioned two of them before in Omar Payne and Noah Locke as people who were big-time contributors for the Gators this year. They answered, They entered the transfer portal following the March Madness tournament. The Gators also lost Quez Glover and Osai Osifo to the transfer portal. Uh, Noah Locke, specifically, was fourth on the team in scoring this past year. And what's very unfortunate for Florida head coach Mike White is that there's going to be a ton of turnover because... We can also bring up in this conversation Keontae Johnson. Again, his future is very unclear as to whether or not he'll be playing basketball at all this coming season. So that's a complete toss-up at this point. He was leading the team in scoring when he did go down with his undisclosed injury when he collapsed on the court. Um, And then he was gone for the whole season, like I mentioned. But between the draft and transfers alone, so completely excluding Keontae Johnson from this conversation just because he wasn't around for the vast majority of the season, we can already count on the Florida Gators losing 55.1 of their 74.2 points scored per game this season. I know I just threw a lot of numbers at you, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to throw just a couple of more at you that that is 74% of their scoring offense is now either into the transfer portal or they declared for the NBA draft granted we could get maybe one or two of those transfers decide to not leave the program maybe Colin Castleton comes back which again I will explain that a little bit later on and we could get some of those points back but I mean, right now the roster's got 19.1 points per game between everybody that's still there. So that's a bit worrisome. And then another area where the Gators are just losing a ton of their production is that they're losing 24.1 of their 35.3 rebounds per game. That's 68% of their rebounds that are now gone. And I promise the final numbers that I'm going to throw at you during this segment are the assists per game that are lost from the rosters now. 8.3 of the Gators' 11.7 assists per game are gone. That's 71% of their assists. And I know, I'm sorry, I just threw so many numbers at you. But those are the big three stats that people tend to look at. Points, rebounds, assists. And losing roughly 70% in every one of those categories is just an insane loss for this roster and following this tumultuous season for the Florida Gators or maybe not tumultuous but eventful to say the least head coach Mike White certainly has his work cut out for him to rebuild his roster in the offseason but we recently spoke about March Madness bet online 
the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing, and the MLB started just yesterday. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, and I do mean anything, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Heading into this second segment, of course, I told you we would talk about Trey Mann, Colin Castleton, and now Scotty Lewis has declared for the NBA draft following the March Madness tournament. Again, shortly after the tournament, two Florida natives in starting guard Trey Mann and starting forward slash center Colin Castleton both declared for the NBA draft. I'm glad I waited as long as I did to talk about this because earlier today, in fact, just a couple of hours ago, guard Scotty Lewis also declared for the NBA draft. We'll start this off by talking about Scotty Lewis first, the most recent declared player for the NBA draft. Lewis is a New Jersey native that arrived in Gainesville just before the 2019 season alongside Trey Mann, who, again, also declared. Uh, Scotty Lewis is a bit of an odd story here because he had an average freshman year and he decided to come back for his sophomore year. We all expected him, or at least the vast majority of us, expected him to take huge steps and have a breakout season this past year. But his numbers declined pretty much across the board in terms of totals. He actually did perform more efficiently almost in every stat that you can look at with his per 40 minutes numbers. Lewis is currently thought of as a late second round pick if they're thinking about drafting him at all. So I'm personally pretty confused about his decision to declare. I did expect him to transfer, however, just given how this whole season went for him and how it just didn't pan out the way that he would have hoped for it. The second name that I'm going to talk about that's declared for the NBA draft from Florida is forward center big man Colin Castleton, who's a tone setter defensively. He averaged 2.3 blocks per game this year. And like I mentioned in the March Madness tournament, he had three blocks in each of the games against Virginia Tech and Oral Roberts University. Colin Castleton started his college basketball career with the Michigan Wolverines for his freshman and sophomore years, but he just was riding the bench the entire time. Following his sophomore year, he transferred here to Florida, where he saw more than triple the playing time that he was seeing in Michigan, and he really just 
proved himself as a potential NBA prospect. Now, I know I mentioned earlier that Colin Castleton could decide to come back to Florida, and I even told you I'd explain it later. Here is that explanation. When Colin Castleton declared for the NBA draft, he declared and very specifically said that he would not hire an agent. In doing so, he has maintained the option of keeping his eligibility and returning to school if he's unhappy with the draft grade that he receives from the NBA. So if Colin Castleton gets a grade where they say, hey, you're going to be a second round pick, if he doesn't like that, he can freely come back to Florida and just act like nothing ever happened as long as he does not hire an agent. Scotty Lewis has hired an agent, so he has lost his eligibility. From what I've seen, not many places are really at the point where they're talking about Colin Castleton as a legitimate NBA prospect, and that doesn't really mean that he's going to get a bad grade or that he won't get drafted. It just means the media hasn't given him a grade yet, possibly because the NBA draft, the date just got announced this week, three months away. So it's nothing to stress about really right now. And again, it's important to remember that if he receives the draft grade that he does not like, he is more than welcome to just come back if he's unhappy with it and come right back to Gainesville. Now, last but certainly not least, Trey Mann, starting point guard for Florida. He declared for the NBA draft. He was actually the first player after the March Madness tournament from Florida to declare for the NBA draft. And I've seen him ranked as high as the 15th best prospect in the draft by some sites. And I've also seen him have a late first to early second round grade. So the jury is still very much out on Trey Mann. He's a, I'll say, likely first round pick, potential lottery pick. He's right on that cusp there at 15. Trey Mann, like I mentioned earlier, improved a ton between his freshman and sophomore years, and he just really took over as a primary ball handler for the Gators in 2020. And I have no problem admitting, I am not a basketball scout by any stretch of the word. But given his size, skill set, and play style, Trey Mann seems, to me at least, like the kind of player that will get drafted to be a combo guard capable of filling two roles on an NBA roster. And I mentioned Scotty Lewis. He hired an agent, so he has lost his eligibility. Colin Castleton has said that he will not hire an agent so that he can maintain his eligibility if he is unhappy with his draft grade. Trey Mann has said that he will hire an agent, but to this point, I don't know if he has. What this means, though, is that he will forfeit his eligibility once he hires an agent. So if he does not like the draft grade that he receives, he cannot come back to college. Now, again, this means Scotty Lewis, Trey Mann are gone from the Gators. But Colin Castleton could come back after a strong March Madness. And then in just a minute... We'll get right back to these interviews from the Pro Day. We're going to talk with Stone Forsyth, Kyle Trask, and Kyle Pitts. Built Bar has been the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is an amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, 
amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. We actually just finished running our Built Bar Madness tournament in honor of March Madness. The championship was between Cookie Dough Chunk and Coconut Brownie Chunk. Want to find out who won? Go to BuiltBar.com or to Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And don't forget to check back to see who won yesterday's championship and which flavor has been crowned the best tasting Built Bar. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft host Benjamin Solak and fellow Gators fan Trevor Sykema as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And just like yesterday, we ended the show with three Pro Day interview clips. We're going to end this end today's episode the same way. First off, we've got Stone Forsyth, who is six foot eight, and he has arms that are almost three feet long, which is in that's half my body. Stone Forsyth's arm are half my body. He was asked about how he uses his height and length to his advantage in game, and here was his response. Um, kind of one of the biggest advantages uh, that kind of brings me is um, just kind of just creating that distance and kind of using my length to my advantage. Uh, it's kind of one of the things we're working on now, kind of personally, is uh, just kind of using my length, uh, just even creating distance in my stance and kind of just – I feel like I have a decent punch already, but uh, it can always be worked on. But uh, just keeping those guys and I kind of at the end of my at the end of my reach and uh, use that to my advantage and keep them locked out and keep them off my pads. Now, like I mentioned, Stone Forsyth, his arms are half my... I'm 5'11". His arms are more than half my body. Um, so that's just ab- absurd. Ab- absolutely absurd. And he mentioned one thing that I like that he mentioned was his punch. He said he's got a pretty solid punch. He really does. He's got. He's a powerful human being. You could even see it. He's built. Like, I get 6'8", 310-ish pounds. He is built. His arms are huge. You could see it during the press conference. He packs a powerful punch. You could see that on the field. So it's great to see he's working to use his long arms, his height to his advantage. He's probably going to struggle a little bit with some smaller ends, because they could just run kind of not under him, but, I mean, it's going to be hard for him to get his pad level that low, and you know the saying when it comes to football, low man wins. Next up, we'll listen to Kyle Trask. He had, honestly, arguably, the greatest individual season by a Florida Gators quarterback, and he was asked how he feels about the media, quote-unquote, disrespecting him and not including him in that top five quarterback talk between guys like 
Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Zach Wilson. So here is what Kyle Trask had to say about that. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm not too concerned about what other people are saying about me or who they're talking about in the media. It's really nothing new to me. You know, if you go back in my story, obviously I wasn't you know, very highly recruited. You know, I've never been the one to, you know, really focus on other people's opinions. I just know I can control what I can control, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. I love Kyle Trask's response here. I think that it's very true where he shouldn't care about the media. He, of all people, should not care about what the media says about him because he has been slept on his entire life. He was a backup in high school. He was a backup for Florida until Felipe Franks injured his ankle. So Kyle Trask is someone who the media has always been low on him they have always in a way they have always disrespected him and never given him the proper recognition he deserves i'm not saying he should be drafted first overall he shouldn't end up in jacksonville first overall but he has definitely just been kind of pushed to the side now despite proving what he can do i love that he does not care what the media has to say about him because I get that it's kind of weird for me to say working in media, but uh, yeah, the media is just very wrong about a lot of things, to be frank. And this is one of those things where they just straight up disrespect him, and they always have. Now, last but certainly not least, uh, Kyle Pitts. For those of you who don't know this, Before transitioning to tight end in high school, Kyle Pitts actually played quarterback. One reporter brought up this transition, and here's what Kyle had to say about it. Um, Actually, quarterback was never my my flag, I guess you could say. I sucked at quarterback. I just was a running quarterback, a read option. Uh, Occasionally, get a little naked, and I wasn't throwing it. I was running it. But uh, I feel like it would, of course, definitely gave me a great opportunity, and you know, I feel like around that time, Kittle, Kelsey, they were starting to make the position relevant. So, you know, me and my dad talked about it. And he was saying, like, this is the time where, you know, you like to score, you physical. So, you know, just hear me out and uh, try and go to tight end. So, I mean, that's, that's when I first asked him, Coach Tim Sorber, and tell me, you know, you won't wait, you won't, you'd be lucky to get a scholarship. So, that's when I transferred to Wood. Coach Steve Dillon gave me a great opportunity. And that's when I started to get offers that summer, my 10th grade summer from Coach Matt Rule. So, uh, Temple, and then you know, went on to Pitt, Penn State, and started getting national exposure. And that was kind of something that was I found the love for it around that time. Now, I have a few takeaways from Kyle Pitts's response. First, I know that I couldn't show the video to you guys, of course, because we are not on YouTube. Um, but it was hilarious to watch Kyle as he tried to think of a response where I'm assuming he was trying to think of a more professional way to say this before he eventually just settled for saying, I sucked at quarterback. Second, having the self-awareness to realize that you could have an actual future by changing positions and then doing it and becoming one of the greatest tight end prospects of all time is a huge positive for Kyle Pitts and his character. And finally, 
And far and away, the most important takeaway that I have from this is that he mentioned when he moved to tight end that he then got interest from Temple head coach Matt Rule. Matt Rule is now the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, who are picking eighth overall. And also, Kyle Pitts told us during his interview that he met with Matt Rule in person at the Gators Pro Day, that Matt Rule told him they would be in touch further to discuss possibly being a Carolina Panther. And I think it's important to note that the interest is clearly still there from Matt Rule, who's now been a fan of Kyle Pitts for five, six years, because he said it was 10th grade. Um, And I think that's just a huge note and a huge plus where if Kyle Pitts is available for the Carolina Panthers pick in the first round, he very well could be that pick. Coming up next on Monday, I will recap the series from Florida Gators versus Ole Miss in baseball. I'll take a look at Mock Draft Monday, where this week, I'll take a look at where some Gators are winding up in Mock Drafts, and we'll recap the women's basketball season. Once again, I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work at Whole9Sports.com. That's W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports.com. Thank you for listening to this edition of Locked On Gators. Now check out Chad Ford's NBA Big Board, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, to keep track of where Gators basketball players Trey Mann, Colin Castleton, and Scotty Lewis stack up against other NBA draft prospects. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you Monday.